back down the fairway. All right, the golf season, which never really ends, is off and running out in Hawaii. So the PGA guys are are back at work, at least some of them. Uh, The full field will get at it next week, also in Hawaii. Uh, We have the, uh, the West Coast Swing. I love the West Coast Swing of the PGA Tour early season. All these tournaments out there get to watch uh, the guys play in prime time. And then we get to Arizona and the great tournament there. Eventually make our way down to Florida and then mostly come up the coast a little bit, bounce around here or there, and then land in Augusta in April before you know it. Let's welcome in George Bryan the third, Another edition of Birdies, Bogies. And biceps brought to you by Tsunami Bar Sports. It's where you get your biceps. George will give you your birdies. I'll tell you about your bogeys. Welcome in, George. Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year. And what a privilege it is to tee off in, in January, early January, hmm? uh, with you guys. And we got we got Patrick up tonight. And uh, uh, don't let him don't let him eat a sandwich or go to sleep. Don't let him <laughs> off early now. Oh, he's I'm right uh, here, George. He's got his yeah, good. He, he's got his tee in the ground. Uh he's done his his warm up swings. He's he's taking his tsunami bars and he's he's stretched things out. He's got his rhythm down. Like Scotty Scheffler, little sixty four today. I bet you he took his tsunami bar out there. Sixty four. He's sixteen under. Tyrell Hatton a sixty two. He's at fifteen under. Brendan Todd a sixty four at fifteen under. Sung J M, a sixty six, and he's at fifteen under. We've got Jordan Spieth, a sixty seven. He's at thirteen under. Maura Cowell's on the course at thirteen under. And Lucas Glover is the only local in the field, and he had a sixty six after seventy two. He's at minus eight. So, I believe this is a no cut event. So everybody's going to be in the money on this one, George. And I think. I- I did not look at the updated criteria for how they uh, filled the field, mm. Phil. <laughs> Say that real fast, George, three times. Filled the field, Phil. Hard to do. Hard field, to do. Field, field. Uh, hey, but I, I have to, I'm looking down the list, and it used to be this event was for winners only, but not anymore. Yeah. It is full of a lot of folks who are right. Nicely, but they are not winners, and that's one of the elements that I think is uh, is truly missed. And even if they'd have just had thirty guys or twenty guys, I think I'd have rather seen that. To be honest with well, you. Well, they used to call it the, the the tournament of champions, didn't they? Wasn't that the name of it at the outset? Exactly. And remember, Jonathan Bird won that event. He wins in Vegas, last event of the year with a hole in one and then he opens up the next season with a win uh and back in that day it was it was just a field full of champions so you know there's some things that are changing we talked about i'm, I'm not sure if it was last week that Wait, let me we let me give you this you... let me give you this real quick while we're talking about that i can answer your question for 2024 players qualify for the century by winning a tour event in the previous calendar year the field will also include the top 50 players from the FedEx Cup playoffs points list who haven't previously won an event. So you got winners and you got guys who had really good seasons but didn't win a tournament. 
Go ahead. Well, no, no, no. I was, I was uh, you were giving, as we closed uh, last week and even the week before, we were talking about the influences and all the changes, and you gave your opinion, which was a little different than I think the other stated uh, that were on the tee and in the game. <laughs> and I, well, that's what's cool. I heard you. Hey, I listened a little bit, picked you up earlier in the evening, and uh, I was entertained. Not that I agreed with one of the callers talking about football, and it was going deep, but I love how you refereed, and it was earlier, much earlier in the show. Yes. It was a football. So, uh, anyhow, that's one of the cool things about the game, uh, the game of golf. There are a lot of things that stay the same. But recently, with the Live Tour and all the, 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 the variations that now are upon us, there's a lot changing too, and I think there's going to be there's going to be many more changes upcoming as we get deeper in the spring, especially as we get closer to the majors. And the one the one variable that will not change is the fact that the major championships all have different governing bodies: the RNA, the PGA of America. Augusta, a believe it or not, TPC is not a major. The PGA Tour does not have a major championship. Mm-hmm. They don't have the FedEx. The money is still not a major. The FedEx Cup is not a major. So, you got the Masters, you got the U.S. Open, you got the PGA, and you got the British Open. Those four events operate independently, and at this point, still the players look at those four as the big four in which they make their schedule around. That's a fact. Well, it should be that way. I mean, I hope, being the traditionalist in sports that I am, I mean, I I really hope that we don't get to a fifth major. I mean, I never liked it when we went to a fifth major bowl game. You know, I grew up on the four major bowl games on New Year's Day. Never thought we needed the Fiesta Bowl. I wasn't young enough to understand that television creates everything. And television wanted more major bowls because they believed that that would create more more eyeballs. And it did. And the Fiesta Bowl has sort of taken its place in there. But it's not one of the originals. And, I mean, gosh, I hope we never touch the, the four majors. And, of course, I do know, you go back and look at history, George, how did the majors get the name majors? It came from a a sports writer who dubbed them <laughs> – he dubbed them exactly right. majors. Now, and the criteria, you have to go back and look at each one of them to define the criteria, but uh, it, it, it came from uh, the pen or the typewriter of a sports writer way back then, and it stuck. And I think everybody likes it the way it is, don't we? I think you're right. I will completely agree with you. And the the leading and governing, governing bodies that, that – control these major championships they have to some degree unified on certain topics but they still are starkly different with the way they operate the way they run their their event Mm -hmm. so uh patrick don't go to sleep you need to weigh in on this your thoughts (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i'm here but i am admittedly i am reading up right now on any breaking golf stories across the country and i am i i cannot look away i, I can't look away at this outfit that jason day i guess was wearing today he's now uh looks like he's now repping a new he left nike and is now repping M- malbin M- malbin golf never heard of that and uh and this is i guess his introduction to it and he has some 
some very bright, some very interesting outfits. And uh, and my apologies, George. I might need you to repeat that. I was a little I was a little caught off guard. No, no, no. We were we were we were talking about the major championships, the Big Four, and uh, the only name that I can think of, and I think these majors. Uh, Grantland Rice was one that I used to I used to read. I haven't. I, I think I read about all the golf books that he wrote. Um, who who was the one who pinned that name on the majors? Can you recall that name? Oh wow, I cannot. Well, no, give us that a was second. we were. Hey, no, no, Pat. While he's looking that up, we were just talking about should there be a fifth major championship, and mm. we had made the point that. Most of the the greatest players in the world still make their schedule out based on the four majors, which has nothing to do with the PGA Tour events. Right. The four majors with the top players in the world are the ones they focus on, and we were just on that topic. And we don't. I, I agree with Phil. I don't believe there should be a fourth, a fifth major, and I don't think we're anywhere near anything like that. None of the other events right. can touch it. I do think. But but before we go on, what are your thoughts on that, Patrick? So my thoughts on that, I, I agree with both of you, and I, I would equate it to a hot topic that we've had on the show for the last month or so throughout college bowl season and football is. Some numbers right here. Back in 1990, there were 19 bowl games. In 2002, there were 28 bowl games. And now this year, there's 43. There's going to be even more next year with the inception of a 12-team 12, uh, 12 playoff. Or Yeah, so there'll be even more games next year. So you got to think that, in my personal opinion, I could not care less about 90% of bowl games right now in college football. I think it's just completely watered down the product. And I'm absolutely against it. I can't stand seeing five and seven teams or six and six teams play in the bowl game. I don't think they deserved it. And and I've been very outspoken about that on the show. Well, I would apply that same logic to this question, George, where I think we have the four bowl uh, sorry, the four major championships each year, and now we do have whether it's the President's Cup, the Ryder Cup, or other competitions, and now we have so many more of the World Golf Championship match play events and things like that. That I think some of those other events kind of fill the gap for exciting quote-unquote exciting weekend events outside of the four majors but if we're talking specifically with just the majors I like it just the way it is my only suggestion the only thing I would like to see is maybe if they could be spread out a little bit more it just feels like once they get rolling they're kind of in the rear view real quick so I'd love to see maybe even one a quarter throughout the year or something like that yeah well I, I think the years even as even as it is from January all the way through uh, in the wraparound season, I think that's going to – hey, it won't probably won't go away, but it won't get as much attention. But the FedEx Cup, they finished up in August this time, or it could, may, may have been the first week of September, which I appreciated the tightness of the season, and it, in my opinion – But here's my question for short. you. Here's my question for you, okay? You mentioned the FedEx Cup, and that's totally a creation of television – and the PGA Tour, or the PGA, uh, I guess that's PGA Tour thing, not PGA of America, but PGA Tour. Uh, it was totally created with the idea that everybody loves a playoff at a time when the other sports that aren't football, basketball, baseball, and hockey all wanted playoffs. Uh, NASCAR went to a, a playoff to determine its champion. Um, golf 
I don't know which one went first. One of them went ahead of the other. I don't know which one went first. But then, you know, golf started a playoff system to determine its champion. And, I mean, the FedEx Cup, and I know it, it pays a ton of money, and the, the process is pretty interesting the way they eliminate round by round. But, I mean, do you think it deserves to be thought of along the same lines as winning a major? Do you think Absolutely it, not. Absolutely not. Oh, it's not okay. even close. Look at how they're attended. Nobody even by the time the – I mean, it's a joke how poorly attended the playoffs are, and that nobody talks about that stuff. They no, Nobody brings that up. But by the time it gets to Atlanta, the last one, you can just look in the stands. Hardly anybody's there, mm-hmm. especially Thursday and Friday. So, uh, no, it can't. But are they going to try to push it into that level? Well, I think they've tried to do it just with money and hype, and uh, but that just that just goes to show that no matter what you can't you can't buy love, <laughs> and they hadn't touched uh, they hadn't touched the hearts of the folks that are supporting the game the way it is, and that's the people. And I don't know that at this point there's there's everything's so spread out and so confusing. None of the none of the dust is real really settled to let the people kind of figure it out. The live tour is not televised. It's all secretive. And then the DP tour is not followed very well. And, and uh, you, you got a few more players that are really good than there used to be, but not a bunch. So it's, but there's still a lot of confusion. Nobody really, we've had tour players on the show. They don't even know what's going on. <laughs> it's, it's, there's still a lot of unknowns that will probably shake out and be determined in the spring and the summer. And, and at that point, uh, the people will speak, and I think they're already speaking pretty loud right now. The uh, We'll see how the ratings go with TV, but you could tell by the end of the tour season, just with crowds, uh, the people aren't happy about it. Well, it was pointed out to me, I think Chris sent us this information because they had a a story out today or yesterday about the top 100 television events of 2023 in terms of audience size, the top 100, and they were all sporting events, and none of them included golf. Uh, most of them were football, um, but there were some other sporting events thrown in there, where, in there as well, but none of them included golf. Is that a concern, you think, to the to the golf world? Uh it should be to the folks uh, in the places like the PGA Tour, but the game of golf is one that's so unusual that so a lot. What I'm my interpretation is a lot of folks are a little bit out on watching and they're playing more. They're going to the golf course. So while you get a little put out being a fan, well, the heck with that. Mm-hmm. We'll just go play more. So the golf courses golf courses could benefit from from that kind of thing and that. There's just too much going on, way too much going on, too many options. And then when we do get to watch it on TV or hear about it, it's just not very entertaining. And it, there are numerous le- layers. I think folks are getting a little bit bored with not with there not being a divine or a defined uh, leadership. I think we'll see the majors as we get closer to Augusta. Everything will turn the attention to that beautiful week and i think that's 
traditionally, that's when the season actually starts. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. It didn't start this week, and it won't start for another two, two and a half months. The two or three weeks before Augusta, now things get fired up. So uh, it will know. be fun. I, I agree with you there. I mean, as far as the the passionate, intense following of golf, I kind of believe the, the Phoenix Open, uh, the Waste Management Classic, whatever they call it, uh, that catches my attention. I mean, I love sitting down on that Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, especially when it's tied in around the Super Bowl and watching those guys go at it out there. But I know that's more of a – that's not a pure golf thing. That's just more of a drunken stupor weekend for people, right? <laughs> that's fun. And I, I got to tell you, that might end up being one of the most popular, if not the most popular event on tour. I was just listening to Wesley outline his – options what he's thinking about doing and he's thinking about not playing an entire week in europe or somewhere in the world where he's got an exemption to go to play in a monday qualifier for that event now that's to me that's ridiculous Hmm. (laughs) that Mm -hmm. is a crazy notion to go play a, a in a four spot qualifier instead of missing instead of playing in a in a tournament mm-hmm. on the DP World Tour now, and that actually is anyway. I don't want to get too deep into what mm-hmm. Wesley's thinking about a lot of different options, like a lot of the players are that uh, the Live Tour spread things out and given the world a better chance. There are a lot more players that can get in these events now, and anyway, I think that's crazy to take to to even weigh a four spot against an exemption into an event but that's how much these players want to play in phoenix Mm -hmm. which uh when i ask him further he goes i tell you what there's no feeling i've ever had this is wesley like the par three i think it's number 16 yeah he said just nothing like it so even winning (laughs) even winning at harbor town even winning in harbor town i didn't ask him to compare that but you know he uh I do think it's just crazy to think about playing in a four spot. Now, most people out there have no idea how hard it is for four players against a field that starts off to be probably a couple hundred, three hundred or so, and only four players get to get get to get in the event. That's hard to do. That's almost impossible to do. But there will be a hundred, hundred and twenty tour players at the end of the day. Hundred and twenty players really can go out in their fourth spot. Mm-hmm. And even if you get in the event, that doesn't guarantee anything. you still got to make the cut. And, George, so anyhow, I'm sorry, my, my two cents on the on the Phoenix Open, or the Waste Management Phoenix Open, and what makes that just so exciting. Obviously, I'm not a professional. I'm not I'm not even a good golfer or even average, really, golfer. But, but you're friends with a good golfer. I am. And, and, uh, <laughs> and I've played my whole life. But my point is, uh, but I also fit into that generation. So I just want to add my two cents in. I feel like folks my age, my age group now, are the ones that are kind of carrying the torch in a lot of professional sports, including golf. And we all grew up watching Happy Gilmore. We all grew up seeing this goofy Adam Sandler movie where the the game of golf was not the same kind of antiquated, quiet little golf clap. We actually got to see, like, oh, my God, what would it be like if that was real life? And – the Waste Management Open is the closest thing I can think of. The Ryder Cup, maybe, too. 
but for an actual PGA sanctioned event for the Phoenix, I think the Phoenix Open is just in its own category where the fans are actually able to get out there and you have the debauchery, you have the people slamming beers right there, you have people throwing beers down to players who are chugging it after playing the whole whatever. That's unlike anything I have ever seen in a professional golf atmosphere, and I think that is is drawing a lot of people to to that event, is just to even see it. And I'm not to say that take to take away from, I love the gentlemanly aspect, I love the antiquity of golf, but it's nice to also see the, this other side as well. Oh, I, I agree. I think it's just absolutely I don't want anybody to get hurt by them throwing beer cans no, on the green not. or anything. Right. I think that's not any good, but I, I have to admit that the stands and the stadium concept and uh, the excitement that goes along with it, and they're a little uh, – well, they just uh, – they have a different – a relaxed set of etiquette and rules there at this event. And I think it does lead into – I remember – number of years ago, Ryder Cup, Boo Weekly, and I think it was Bubba they played on a team, and, and it seems like one of those two are the ones that really asked the crowd to go ahead and just let it go. It seems like that was up in Louisville at Valhalla. And uh, when I think that was. I think that's right. And that's when it became popular in those events for there to be a lot of noise, even while the players are, are, are trying to play. And I, I – I think that's an element that would make golf more exciting. I don't see anything wrong with the fans going nuts just like uh, they do at a football, baseball, or basketball game. What's wrong with that? You know, I I agree. I've had to hit many a ball from the woods near the interstate, and I've never been bothered by the trucks going by or anything like that. So, (laughs) hey, before we go, we got to offer up recognition here to the South Carolina Golf Association Players of the Year announced on New Year's Day. The player of the year, Sam Jackson of West Columbia, the senior player of the year, Todd White of Spartanburg. Your thoughts, George? Hey, congratulations. Todd White wins the USGA men's senior amateur. He's a major championship winner, and he wins the state amateur, too, at Musgrove. And then Sam Jackson, this is two years in a row for Sam, and uh, PC grad. Uh, also P and high school alumni. Mm-hmm. We've had him on the show a couple of times and we'll see what we'll see what Sam's schedule's like uh to have him back. Congratulations. Those are let's get Todd fine on. young men. Can, can you connect with Todd? I'd love to have him on. Well, we can I'd love to take a swing at it. Yeah. He's a golf coach. This would be his time of year and and uh that's a great idea. I appreciate you bringing that up. Well that's and what we so, do here. That's what we do. We're hey, your that, caddy. We're I'm your going, caddy. We put we put the tee in the ground for you, George. You don't have to bend over. We do that for you. <laughs> do you get the golf ball out of the hole? I think uh, <laughs> that's getting to be a little more difficult as I climb this this chronological ladder. Yeah, but it is a privilege. And, uh, hey, fellas, like always, and Tsunami Bar Sports is our ongoing sponsor, and uh, there's nothing like the winter time to get your game in shape, and you need to go to. TsunamiBarsports.com, Triple B5, gets you 5% off any of the technology. And I was with Phil Kanders just yesterday. He's 82 years old. You got to go. Hey, I'm sending you guys some new video. Good. And uh, check out, Phil. Check out the uh, technology. And then Triple B5 when you're checking out. Thank you to Tsunami Bar Sports. We'll talk more about that later. Until next week, guys, you see them high, but shoot them low, and I enjoyed it. Hey, we did, too. Thanks, George.
Thank you, George. Real quick, before we leave you, Shane Beamer's put out another commitment alert, second of the day, but another USC target, Jabray Barber, wide receiver, committed to Texas A&M, so it's not him. Thank you, Pat. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday.